0: Everyone knows that even the sunniest forest on the mildest of afternoons is filled with poison-toothed wild pig and ferocious packs of wolf. And some say that when one nears whales, there are other things lurking in the shadows as well, enchantments and the like left from fairy days. Yet naturally, some folk will venture the forest paths anyhow. The young wayfarer was such a one. He was on a noble quest, and though after many days he'd found no trace of what he sought, neither had he come upon a special mischance. Until, that is, one nightfall found him fogged completely, adrift upon his steed as a sailor in a tossed boat, caught in that swirling brew that oft sneaks from the Welsh sea and crawls up over the beachy land right into the northern Wessex forests. He soon enough lost the woodland track and could discern no stars for direction. The last to talk to him, at least in this world, was a stout woman gathering firewood in that part of the forest. His horse reared at the sight of her rump as it suddenly loomed from the foggy swirl like some broad and not easily skirted boulder. She was bent over, picking up branches— and for her part she noted not the wayfarer's approach and was some startled herself, as fog tends to mute sound, especially coming from behind. Sirrah, the woman scolded, when she'd heaved herself upright and turned to face him with her knuckles upon her substantial hips. "'Have a care, if ye please. I'm some lame these days and would not be toppled to the ground by your stampeding mount.' "'Well,' His steed was picking the way, never stampeding. But the wayfarer was too relieved to see a human face, to quibble with the rude manners of this common woman. He dismounted, and addressed her quite courteously in her own Saxon tongue. "'I beg you pardon me, madam, as I'm some lost.' He smiled sheepishly as he took a coin from his pouch. "'Pray, can you direct me to the nearest settlement?' The dame's eyes widened, and she reached for the coin, bit it, found it solid, and pocketed it. "'You're in luck, young sir, as Worthersley's just some short distance,' she said coyly, holding forth her palm and leaving the direction open unless he'd buy it with a second coin. Her eyes then hit upon a small sparkle there upon his bosom. "'I'd take that charm of yours for the information,' she suggested.' reaching toward it. He stepped quickly back, covering with two fingers the tiny silver pin that held his cloak together at the throat. Good lady, I could never part with this shell, as it is a sacred token of my pilgrimage to the crypt where St. James himself sleeps eternal. She raised her eyebrows, pulled in her lip, and crossed herself, some impressed. Go some twenty paces back the way ye've come, and you'll find the trail... "'the stout dame instructed, "'jerking a thumb in that direction. "'Go left on it. "'There's only one fork from here to town. "'Go left at that fork to reach Worthersley. see? "'The right fork. "'Ye never want, "'as it crosses the common barley field outside the town, "'then goes through the river, "'then takes ye to the beach "'and straight up the invalid trail of Clodacomb Bluff.' "'She knit her brow and clucked her tongue.' but the wayfarer's heart had taken a quick leap at the word invalid. Claudicom Bluff, you say, and pray, what might be this, invalid trail? And now she looked at him as though he were a true dunce, as this is how some provincial folk view the stranger to their realm. Surely ye know that just beyond Worthersley a great bluff rises straight up from the sea, nigh, piercing the ivory floor of heaven itself. Oh, sir, surely everyone's heard of high and steep Clodacomb Bluff. I've never, he said softly. Tell me more. Well, see, there's a small stone church up there in those clouds, she began. It was built by some ancient hermit, hundreds of years past, and there's some few cottages built in a circle close around that hermitage. And there's three women what lives up there atop the bluff in one of those cottages. In fact, the eldest up there is a friend of mine from girlhood. Moira's her name. The others are her daughter and granddaughter. They three are Welsh by descent, see? Moira tells it that she and her family's first great granddames were seabirds flown across the bay from Wales.